The Dude Fox Podcast. A quick one about last week. Our thanks to Paul Riley, the Arab Macam, who told us about his love affair with United and got involved with the whole episode. A young Bob Crampsey, if you will. Thank you to everyone who has got in touch with us about coming on. It's definitely something we look to do and it adds a different dynamic to the episodes. We're on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you aren't following us on social media, we are at Dodefox Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Coming up on this week's episode, a bad day at the office, league awards, new players, new contracts, on this day, excellent photoshopping, the women's team, the under-18s, the open day, Arbroath preview, and more. It's all coming up on episode 12 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So here we are then, back for another episode of the Dode Fox Podcast. It's episode 12. We've got 12 points. What's the problem? No problems, as long as it doesn't <laughs> take to episode 15 to get 15 points run. Before we talk about Air Away and the bad day of the office that it was, not that I'm against, not that I'm for hoodoos and curses and bad luck stories, but let's just rewind to Friday or Thursday of last week and there were some monthly awards dished out. There were. Sir Lawrence, Robbie Nielsen, both got awards for uh, current United players mm-hmm. and Declan Glass uh, received his player the the month award up in League Two, but it didn't affect him. Because he's just doing what he likes up there. Yeah, the, the, the so hoodoo only affects uh, the big teams. It certainly seems to be that way. So we've got a couple of awards. And this is not the first time we've had awards and then been beaten at the weekend. Yeah, shit the bed. <laughs> uh, the, the awards were totally deserved. Yeah. Uh, we kind of knew that they were they were going to happen. Nobody's played better or been more productive than Shankland. Nielsen had won every game. Uh, the the only surprise for me was I thought that they still had a young player uh, of the month award and if they did I would imagine a, a, a Perry would have got it but they don't have that so yeah, if, they, if there was one I'm pretty sure he would have won it yeah they haven't had that for about four years <laughs> my finger is not on the pulse with that <laughs> far from it but yeah like you've said very much deserved awards based on the, the four games mm-hmm. certainly yeah. um, and obviously we spoke last week and Paul was here about the cup that we didn't really want to be in. Mm-hmm. We weren't overly fussed about it. And we kind of whimpered out a little bit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the best performance or whatever. And then we thought, nah, it's okay. You know, the priori- priority is on the league. And we've had all these things, you know, four out of four. And like what Paul had said, you know, you're going to be runs of winning maybe six games and then you might drop some points and whatever. Then fair enough. So take us to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Take us down on your couple hour journey down to Somerset Park to the stale smell of glorious pish. Yes, that's in the main stand. Don't just mean the game totally. <laughs> How was it? How was it? it was, well, clearly it wasn't the best, uh, but I always look f- for some reason, uh, and I don't know why. I I quite I like going to Somerset Park. It's old fashioned. Uh, the wee man likes it. He gets the run about, and it's a proper. It feels like a proper football stadium. You're standing at the match. There's a pillar blocking half your view. It's, it's, it's something something romantic about it. But then after the game, I was thinking to myself, I've been here four times now, and I've never seen United score a goal. So it's it's went from being one of my favourite venues to visit to now, if it was to burn to the ground, to quote our buddy Tech, 
uh, I'd be quite happy about that. Because I noticed yesterday on social media, the fallout's always like that. Um, the day after a game, emotions in there. But a lot of people were saying my record at Somerset Park is like one win, four defeats, mm. or yeah. you no, know, no one had mentioned the goal fact. Could be a Dode Fox fact, that. No, I think it's a fact <laughs> fact. <laughs> so, what happened? Well, we changed the winning team, I suppose. We, we put Butcher back into the middle of the park, where, for me, he does okay. He's certainly, I wouldn't, he's not a liability there. However, he's probably better served and the team play better. And Mark Reynolds, more importantly, plays a lot better when he's uh, alongside Butcher at the heart of the defence. So they brought in the new boy, Troy, and I didn't think he had a bad game at all. Decent Barnett, though, eh? Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, I've not got a, <laughs> any here to speak of. Decent so Barnett. Boy's cutting a boot with a man bun. So he obviously said he was looking to sign for Burry. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his missus is due any day now, he was saying. I hadn't played as much. Just taking a wee focus on him, how did he get on? I thought he was okay. I thought I thought he was uh, he was solid enough. His distribution was woeful, uh, and that's being generous. There was a lot of times. Uh, I think it was he must have just been told to hit it into the wings, hit it down the right hand mm. side or something. But it was it just seemed aimless when I was standing at the game, uh, and it, it was hardly anything that we we got off of their balls. Uh, he also didn't look fit. I didn't think. I think he kind of alluded to that though. He yeah, wasn't no, that's to be expected. It, even Nielsen said. He's only played something like two games in eight months and mm. they were pre-season games and we all know they're not really played at pre-season-y. They're very pre-season-y. Uh, but Defensively uh, though, sound enough. He showed enough. He showed enough to certainly make me think that he'll be an asset. Uh, and if he's not, it's only six months, isn't it? So, And obviously the thing is, you know, the Mark Conley injury mm-hmm. is obviously a lot worse than first feared. Yeah. So I think at the time it was looking like people maybe thought it was maybe a few weeks, maybe a month tops, and you can get through that. It's obviously worse than it is. And if it's mm. grade three tear, I think it's about eight weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's had to be used. Now, obviously we, we there is a plan to this podcast sometimes, so how it's going to be in order, but we just move things about here a little bit. The curious case of Mr. Elliot Freer mm. is finally over. Yeah. Because... Good. The budgetary, the budget mm-hmm. has went to pay big Troizo, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because it's obviously a position of letting Freddie Franz go. Um, we needed to to kind of add players. And obviously That's outside the transfer, you're, you're, you're struggling there, mm-hmm. you know. But as long as I think distribution, okay, yeah, not great. Yeah. But first and foremost... He, can he win a header? He, can yes. He put tackling? Can he? He's brave. He, he, he certainly, he does not look all that big. Uh, I think he was 6'1". Six, six, six yeah. So he's sm- he's, he's, uh, he's shorter than, than you, which yeah. is normal he's for most smaller, people. shorter than me. But but he, he did look like he could handle himself and he looks like he'll, he'll do a job for us when he gets up to speed. But I'm guessing that'll probably take a good few weeks. And uh, the knock-on effect on Saturday, anyway, was that Mark Reynolds never had his best game. And again, that's being generous. He was very poor. and But then the drive home, I was thinking, we've, we've played five league games. Reynolds has played alongside Connolly, he's played alongside Butcher, mm-hmm. and he's played alongside this new guy now. He's not getting any run, at, uh, any time to build up a relationship with anybody. Although, Butcher, <laughs> from what we've seen, clearly fits the bill, and, and Reynolds plays a lot better uh, alongside him. 
So it was just a bad day, as you say, a bad day at the office. Uh, Liam Smith, the unsung hero, he was fairly poor. Uh, I don't know if maybe going back to his old team played a part in that. Was it a penalty? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Like, bear in mind, the United fans are down uh, the other side of the ground. But when he, when I've watched it back, and even at the time, he never complained about it. Mm. I think it's, it's. I think it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he meant it. The boy, the boy was just too quick for him. He's caught him. He's caught him on a toe or something, and he's went over penalty. No argument. Uh, there was an argument in. Uh, I think it was the first half where we, I, I thought we could have had a penalty. There was a couple of fouls that we won down that other end of the park. And from the angle I was at, certainly the first the first free kick that we were awarded by uh, Bobby Madden, who we'll get on to in a minute, uh, it looked like it was either just inside the box or on the line. And I thought on the line was in the box. Mm-hmm. Is that the rule? No, that's how I yeah. interpret the rule. But, but either way, he gave it about a yard outside the box. Okay. Uh, and that was that was for a f- couple of fouls on a Perry, mm. uh, but just overall the fir- first half, the first forty minutes, United could not lay a glove on air. Uh, it was unbelievably grim. They were cutting us open in the middle of the park. They were cutting us open on the wings. They were playing it over the top and getting on it. That's how they got their first goal. Although, albeit there was a wee bit of luck there because Smith kind of got back and made a no bad tackle. And the ball broke perfectly for the left back, uh, Harvey or whatever his bloody name is, squealing when he scored. If I had a bag of wine gums, we would have launched them at him, Ron. Irrelevant. He was doing nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were just poor. They were really poor. Uh, and and having said that, bizarrely, the airkeeper was probably the busier keeper. Certainly, overall, the whole match, definitely the busier keeper. But in the first half, even, although they had a lot of the play, I thought that we worked him more than Segrist was worked. I kind of he maybe made a couple of catches from crosses, but just every time they came forward, they looked dangerous, and we were just trying to hit. We were playing long balls all bloody day. It seemed like uh, until Butcher then went back and started to try and get the ball into Louis a pair. But it wasn't it wasn't our best day by any means. It was probably I don't think it was as bad as the East Fife performance. But it was definitely our worst performance in the league this season, comfortably. Yep. And that's the thing is, you know, the stats will show United had 20 shots at goal. Not mm. necessarily on target mm. goal. Yeah. But that's that's a massive, you know, you expect if you lose 2 0 and you have five, four shots, right? Fair enough. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Shows it. The one thing, we're not making excuses here, it's, it's just opinions. And you were there and I couldn't make it. I was on other podcast duty on Saturday. It's called These Are The Days. It's a podcast for me. <laughs> check out the day's podcast. Selfless. <laughs> so I was I was doing that. And when you seen the stats, it was like, yeah, I've probably been not very done much. Mm-hmm. And stats, 20 shots. I go, what? what? 20 shots? Yeah, I mean, it could have been different as bad as, as bad as we played. And I would wholeheartedly say that Air deserved it. I mean, we had chances. We hit the post twice or we hit the post in the bar. I'm not sure what the Cammy Smith shot struck. But we, we had chances, you know. And Did Nicky Clark hit the, he hit post, the post really with a late on? He hit the post with a header. Was that when they went? It was about a minute before they went up the park oh, and, was, yeah. and got their penalty. And then when Cammy Smith struck the post, I was kind of making my way towards the exit. So I wasn't <laughs> sure. I did see it, but I'm not sure if I hit the post or the bar. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bad day. There's, there's no much point about stressing it. We never, or certainly our focus is never on referees. Mm. But in... Scrolling through our social media yesterday, yeah, 
and after the game. Let's just say there was a few mentions of Mr. Madden. Yeah. How did you see it? Well, at the time, and I'm probably a wee bit different from most fans because, in my opinion, if we're giving stick to opposition players or or a referee, if they turn around and do something back, I don't really lose my mind about it because they've got hundreds of people giving them stick. And if they turn around and say something, it's usually a player, in fairness. It's it's not usually the referee that will do it. Uh, I don't really have an issue with that, but I, I'm not sure what was getting shouted at Madden. I can imagine, but I'm no, I'm not entirely certain what was getting shouted at him. But he pointed over to one of the fans, and he was kind of making the gesture as if to say, like, "You've got a bit of belly on you, mate," yeah. and laughing. Uh, and boys were not happy at that. I mean, for a referee to do it, it's fairly unprofessional. Very, uh, I would, I would argue. But, so, uh, yeah, because I, I saw this, um, I saw this today. Uh, or when I was reading it and I was just like I, I can't believe it you know what, that people had said it so Martin Lowe who is the the, the fan in uh, who was getting this says on Twitter I still can't believe Bobby Mann gestured on fat air yesterday I mean he's no wrong but doesn't excuse the fact he's a shite ref <laughs> yeah so I, I, I think he's too getting a wee bit of good humour but yeah. for, it, for it to actually be like that is like wait a minute mm. you know because it's it's not expected you know I was I remember being in the the Dode lower about 10 years ago 12 years ago or something and I'm pretty sure we were playing Kilmarnock and Gary Locke was playing for Kilmarnock that day mm. and uh there was a, a stoppage in play. So he was taking a throw in right in front of us. And I think there was a treatment happening or whatever. So he was just waiting on the ball and whatever. And somebody had shouted something like, uh, it was something along the lines of, oh, kind of thought, I thought you'd given up Gary or something. And he turned and says, he says, wish I did at the start of the season. He says, I'm knackered. <laughs> it just, but it was that kind of, yeah, at least it was a bit of a laugh. Yeah. But yeah. For a referee to turn... Yeah, it's, un- it's unusual. The, on. Only, the only time that I've saw it before was with Willie Young. Not sure if you remember Willie Young, the mm, referee. Yeah. But he was a bit of a character. I can mm. remember the shed uh, singing something that I will not repeat. <laughs> they probably shouldn't have been singing that to anybody, let alone a referee. Uh, and he just turned around, pointed to himself, shrugged his shoulders, and he just got on with it. So he he was full of banter, but... Uh, yeah, we're not a big fan of Bobby Madden, but here, make no mistake about it, Bobby Madden did not cost United that game yesterday. Air deserved it 100%. They were the better team overall. Even though we had chances, they deserved the three points. Would you struggle to pick a man of the match? I think you may. <laughs> I would... The best The best United player was probably Louis. Okay. Yeah, I would say it was him. He seemed to be the biggest threat uh, but, but we put him out early doors again we put him out on the left we swapped him and Pollitt and Pollitt was not his best Shankland was fairly isolated up front uh, McMullen put a shift in he tried Stanton never really got going I didn't I think uh, ugh, it was hopefully it's just one of the games hopefully I mean United's record down there certainly Paul McNichol's record down there is loping Four games, no goals. Is it loping in the sense of Kellen Mohanlon goalkeeping loping or just general loping? Oh, no, he, he would save now and again. <laughs> I've never seen a goal, so it's it's worse than that. If there's a standard of loping this. Given you're in a way ground, was there any... Any... Scran. Scran. Well, there was. <laughs> there was, so I was queuing up at the wee, the wee booth to get stuff and I, I, I'm starving because just I never had any dinner, so you go down... 
and I'm clocking the price one fifty a pie. I was like, that's magic. And my good buddy Martin, that was uh, that was down there, I was standing with him. He was in the queue, and he'd got a pie, and my my old man was just behind him. So the old man was on the pies or whatever we were getting yesterday. So uh, he says, "What you want?" I was like, two pies, please." And uh, Leo's wanting curry sauce and chips, and by Leo, I mean me. <laughs> so. Uh, so Martin gets his pie, my old man's ordering, Martin takes a bite out of his pie, turns to me and says, these pies are shite. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Martin, I've just ordered two of them. This is a disaster. Three pounds for garbage, basically. So I thought, right, I'll judge it myself, though. I'll be fine, I'll judge it myself. So first bite, sure enough, Martin was in the wrong. Absolutely crap. So the pies were about four out of ten. The curry sauce and chips that Leo kind of ate half of, I finished it because I'm a greedy so-and-so. Uh, they were all right. They weren't too bad. They were maybe What's, about... What, what are they getting scored? Probably about a six. A six, uh, right. And what I think it? that's generous. But there was a couple of things. I think Noel tweeted us. Uh, he, I think he got a double... Oh, here, by the way. A double cheeseburger. Yeah, now... But he got it on a hot dog bun. For the, for, for, and even though it's in terms of the podcast, even though we're recording this now, I'm going to retweet this right now. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll have to go back. If you listen to this, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, uh, um, it's a... It's a real... I thought it was a bacon baguette. Yeah. Is what I thought it was when I first seen it. And mm-hmm. it, it looked absolutely delish. Um, but, and he says, United may have the impressive chili cheese hot dog but can it beat the Air United double cheeseburger a bargain at £3? Now, I don't know about you, but that is on a baguette. How good does that look? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how good it was, though. So that's got, it's got ingins and a lot. So I'm just going to retweet this. It looks like it's on a hot dog bun to me. So it's been, it's been retweeted and Dunk uh, come on and said, burger, baguette, surely. Uh, she's not really as on a hot dog roll, not a real baguette. Yeah. So they got quite. Think about it, it looks like a hot dog roll. Or a baguette, and right? to add to the the mystery that is Air United's catering, uh, the wee man was getting thirsty near the probably about the sixty fifth minute or something. Yeah. So he got sent to the wee booth for a juice. Come back, we a hot dog on a burger roll. No juice left. No nothing. Hot dog on a burger roll. So <laughs> I'm not sure who was behind that counter, but they had an absolute shocker. Their pies were keek. Their curry sauce and chips were bang average, and they were getting the wrong stuff on the wrong rolls and buns. So we've we've added poor. to the uh, absolutely poor away ground food league table. Stenhouse Meals steak cheeseburger still out in third. Second place is Dunfermline steak Brady, and third is Air United's curry sauce and chips because it got a six out of ten. So that's what we're going for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that our broth is something to look forward to. It is an absolute steak and black pudding. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Right. I'm, hopefully that wins the league then, but we'll see. Hopefully. So. Um, We've glossed over that and moved on, and that was fine. So, all in all, a bad day at the office. Louis, Louis would be the, the best player if there was, and mm-hmm. the food choices were key. Spot on. So that were summing up. Yep. Uh, in summary, yeah. Uh, any kind of, anything said in the journey back up the road, or was it just a, uh, forget about it, move on? No, walking back to the car, I, I'm, of a, like, I'm 42, so I'm of an age where... I'm still a wee bit arrogant in the thinking that United shouldn't be losing to Air United. Air United have never, in my lifetime, they've never been a team that, until the last couple of years, that we should have to worry about, really. But, Christ, here we are. I'm walking back to the car after a comfortable 2 nothing defeat from them. But apart from that, no, there was nothing really, nothing said. I think because we'd won four in a row, certainly in our car, 
we weren't losing our minds at the mm. result. It wasn't ideal, and the performance was really poor. But it's, it's only one. A couple of things one. I just want to mention on the back of it. So, uh, not Siggy, who's a pal of the, the podcast, and he put his blog up on Sunday morning. And I've met him. You got to meet him. He said that was the highlight of his day. That's how shite Siggy's day was. Okay. And I was going to ask him for a picture, but I thought he might go all the stig on his... Well, he would. We would have to just put the United badge yeah. on his face. Yeah. Was yeah. it a blur him out or something? So he, he said that, but also he said that... Um, and we've I think we've mentioned this before, but on a Sunday morning, you're back out doing your walks and just going out and cleaning your head or whatever. So Siggy said to on Twitter on sun, on Sunday, I'm more interested in the possibility of the United Weekly Walking Club coordinated by at the boy McNichol. He could easily start up a therapy group to discuss the football as a mob of United fans by making their way around Dundee early on a Sunday morning. So if anyone wants to join in, it's a six a.m. start. Yep. On a Sunday morning. Got to go up early. Just adding. Um, one other thing I just want to mention, just again, some of the comments that I saw uh, just on Sunday. Uh, Dr. Bass uh, tweeted to Siggy and us and said, as soon as the lads on the Dode Fox podcast were given the 2-0 predictions, I knew we were in trouble. Fearful... Uh, two, uh, fearful two of the easy games we have coming up. United are often like Scotland when it comes to should win games. Uh, have to be positive after this difficult run, though. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I'm totally happy with that. It's, a, it's an opinion. But I am just what you said. We'd won four in a row. Mm-hmm. We had battered them up the road. And we had played some great football in all the games and dug in against Partick. That's how we would take it. Yeah, That is the reason... For the confidence. I thought there was a bit of confidence going down there. Now, obviously, if we look a wee bit into stats, but going by the facts and the stats we've dished out on this before, <laughs> probably wouldn't have made any difference. But if I'd looked at the record and it had been meh, and I knew it was meh, mm-hmm. my prediction probably would have been, you know what, if we get a draw down there, it's going to be a tough place to go. Yeah. But the flip on it is, and this is not making excuses, 12 points out of 15 mm-hmm. right now. Yes, we're equal at the top with there. I get that. But 12 out of 15. Yeah, you, you, you would have took it. You would have took it at the start of the season. But when you get 12 out of 12, then you start getting greedy. You want you want it all, don't you? Yeah. And we're not, we're never going to, we're never going to win 36 games. Let's be honest. No. And we're going to have these, but and Paul said it last week as well, that you have to put these runs. If we win four games, lose a game mm-hmm. and win four games and then lose a game, you'll win the league. good form. Yeah, yeah of course you'll, you'd win, you'll the win the league. And of course, the next couple of games at home, which again should make a real, real difference. Fortress Tanadice, hopefully. You would hope so. Hopefully. You know, but no, like always, if you do want to tweet, if you want to message us, if we can catch it before we record the pod, we'll, we'll mention it, we'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of them, but these were just a couple that I just wanted to, uh, just wanted to pick up. And again, we, we, we generally don't mind. Uh, we we kind of like the interaction for it. So uh, dookie too. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on that. Um, do we draw a line over? Do we move on from from the air game now? Can we move on to something else? Well, it's in the past. There's nothing that anything will do. Can change it. You know, it's done. There's no point in greeting about it. It's happened. It's in the past. We'll learn from it. So the lick days are back at Tanadice on Saturday. Yep. And, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. <laughs> it genuinely will be. Nobody's scudding them. They're playing uh, 
they're maybe not the greatest team in the world, but they are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. They'll make it difficult for you to break them down. Uh, what, what have they? They've played five. They've won two, lost two, drawn one. Uh, they've only conceded three goals. We've conceded more than that. Okay, they didn't score many. Mm-hmm. Touch wood. They'll probably scud with five now. Uh, and they're in fourth place currently, ahead of the our next door neighbours. They're doing all right. They're doing all right. So they're going to make it really difficult for us. Uh, they'll be happy with a draw, I would imagine. And they'll just try and hit us on the break. Similar to what they've done in, in the Cup uh, last week, I would imagine. You know, the keeper will be taking ages any time the ball goes behind the goal for a goal kick. And he was very good, Gaston. Y- yeah, yeah, he done well. But I mean, a draw for our both at Tanadice, without being arrogant, is a good result for them. It's a good result for and them. And it's, it's a, a really poor result for us. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, personnel... You're the manager, you've got the flip chart, you've got the pen. What changes are you making, if any? <laughs> well, if, like most United fans, I would probably put Butcher at the back and uh, bring Ian Harks back in. But I kind of see that happening. I think Robbie Nielsen really likes Butcher being in the middle of East Park. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I probably would have agreed with him. But after the displays at Dunfermline and in the derby when Connolly went off, He's probably the best option that we've got there. Mm. And that is not a slight on the new boy either, but he's no fit. He's not as fit as Butcher. Butcher just seems to read the game very well when he's back there these days. He's calm. He's a calming, a calming influence on Reynolds. Mm. The, the difference in Reynolds uh, is night and day. And I'm a big fan of Mark Reynolds, even though I reckon I could take him. True. Uh, I'm and a big fan. Thumb, so. He's under the thumb, it's too. But. Uh, he just needs he plays better with Butcher beside him like all joking aside but I think Nielsen will just stick with the same team but, but I think he said it after the game in his Arab Zone interview like he's not going to make wholesale changes because it's only you know it's, it's hopefully a one-off that's yeah. hopefully the way that he'll be looking at it and that's the way that we're looking at it as well uh, so I could just imagine it being the same starting lineup as it was yesterday to be honest with you okay and I say I wasn't at the game due to the other podcast business so for me it may have stayed on it I wouldn't it would be a wee bit inaccurate for it so we go ahead we'll do our predictions at the end as we always do um, let's look at other bits of the club uh, the under 18s mm-hmm. were in action on Friday, Friday night yeah Friday night they were down in Greenock and uh, they, they lost 1-0 to Morton but uh, two of the under 15s got a game Lewis O'Donnell and our old buddy, Ryan McInnes. Uh, I say old buddy, we've never actually met him, <laughs> but we're rooting for him. Uh, we're rooting for them all. Uh, so that's, that's fantastic for their young boys. Uh, that must I can only give them confidence mm. to hopefully crack on with their footballing career. Uh, and I suppose yet another positive of that is that it shows that uh, young Ryan has recovered quite well from his, yeah. his bad injury over in Northern Ireland pre-season. And I think the big, the big thing it shows is that there's a pathway yeah, yeah. these guys will get opportunities. They get opportunities. Yeah, hundred percent. They take them when you get them. I mean, it's it's a massive gap at that way. They're only fourteen. Uh, uh, certainly, Ryan's only fourteen. I think Lewis. They're both under fifteen, so he maybe just turned fifteen or whatever. But you know yourself, from fifteen to seventeen, it's a big gap. Mm. It's, it's a lot bigger than for thirty to thirty-two. Anyway, that's for sure. So, good on they boys. Good on, good on all of them. And while we're speaking about some of the other um, teams under the brawly, the women's team. Uh, now, because we've we've usually been able to preview the games because we never record it. Today's a little bit different. So they beat St Johnston three two last weekend, mm-hmm. and if people remember when Jonas was on, 
there was a game coming up against Hutchie Vale, and sh- and uh, Paul famously said, "Put your house, put your house on it." On United beating them, and this and afternoon, did you? No, but Noel did tweet saying he put his mortgage on it. Well, he's a he's a happy man when right now. Eighth then. goal went and he probably won a penny, <laughs> and they won ten one. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. So uh, well done to them. Uh, a good win there, and it's it's going to be tough. But again, anything we can update on stuff like that. Yeah, see it, I think I think that the the women's team have now cemented their place in that league, bare minimum for next season as well, because there's such a gap between them and the second bottom team, and then obviously Hutchie Vale. I'm not even sure if they even got eleven players, judging by their results. Mm. So they should they should definitely be in that league again next season at worst. Yeah. So that's the that's the bit of action there. Uh, we have mentioned because there's nothing really in the rumor mill, of course, because the curious case of Elliot Freer is now over. Good, he's he's back in England. Good because the last time that we waited so long on a player signing, we ended up with a keeper we Teflon hands. What was that? Three month wait. It feels like it's been about three months for three hopeless. Or it turned up it. turned up the World Cup last year. Hopeless, mm. yeah. hopeless. Yeah. Made yeah. a lot of money out of football. Unbelievable. I don't know how. So that, that happened. Old Troizo's come in, six month deal, out of no place. Troizo. Call him Troizo. Troizo or Big Bruni. Big can't Troy. call him Bruni, that's the bife. No, I'm not like. Big, big Troy or big Troizo. Um, so that come in there, six month deal. I think we're done on there. New contracts though. Logan Chalmers has mm. now signed a three year extension. Now, if it's the extension to his current deal, that runs to 2023. If it's a new three-year deal, it'll just run to 2022. But still, it should give him plenty of time to try and get himself near to that first team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great news, but it still, it still looks to me like the, the club still view him as one for the future mm-hmm. uh, because he's not appearing in any squads. He's not getting a sniff. And when you look at the squad that we've got, I'm, I'm not even sure that he gets in, to be honest, unless there's a, a spate of injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I've, I've I've seen the boy a few times, obviously, like a, like most United fans, and he's definitely he's he's a he's a good football player. We just got to hope that they can work on him and yeah. training and make him progress, I suppose. And we're still awaiting news, but I think it might be a case of maybe one a week. We may start getting announced. Who knows? Yeah, hope so. Well, we're still waiting on hopefully Louis getting a new contract, Scott Banks, and uh, the Nielsen things went a wee bit quiet as well. Oh, Matt, after Saturday. Having a game. I'm only joking. Um, not of new contracts, but I think both of these guys are out of contract uh, in the summer is Declan Glass and Matty Smith. Um, Declan's, of course, won Player of the Month in League Two, having yeah. his own Goal of the Month competition mm-hmm. as well. And another win for the Cove. Yeah, and another goal. Another goal, He yeah. scored again, as did Fraser Five. Fraser Five scored, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully they're looking to tie up Declan Glass as well because he's, I would imagine he's kind of in front of Chalmers and Banks currently because he's went out, he's playing against real men, he's getting he's getting good minutes, he's getting good experience, he's playing very well clearly because he's getting Player of the Month. Uh, so hopefully that he's uh, he's getting looked at and uh, getting a contract extension. And talking of Scott Banks, he come on again in the after 19s at the mm-hmm. start of the week. Against Kawashima's country? Yes. And they got beat? Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, one thing we want to mention that we followed and were followed by, not to sound dodgy, on Twitter this week, 
is Mock Chop Arab, who does some very amusing photoshops of bits and bobs. Now, he only appeared on Twitter. He, she, I don't know. Yeah, um, who knows? On the 7th of September. And the first the first one he puts up, and you haven't seen, we'll again follow it, it's just at Mock Chop Arab. Is, um, he says, the best thing about photos of Robbie Nielsen is how often he looks like he's playing with some sort of useless puppet. So on the photos, which is quite clear, the puppet is, of course, James McPay. <laughs> um, but it's all quite amusing. Uh, and then there's a wee, a wee political one with Reese Mogg having a sleep and Dave Bowman smashing into him in a tackle. <laughs> but the actual best one he does is the Dundee Derby with lightsabers. Yeah. So he's imposed lightsabers onto all the players, Dundee and United players on it. Mm. And it is very, very funny, especially the one with Harks yeah, it's class. scoring. It's um, class. And also someone got a Harks phone case. See that this week on Twitter? Yeah, we uh, we tweeted it, yeah. <laughs> Have you ordered? Or? No, no, I'm hoping I get it in a poster <laughs> or a canvas or something. I'm being serious. That is the greatest picture. Um, but yeah, if you check Milk Job, are there some really good ones of, uh, of the weed? Number 10 for Dundee. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Twitter, I've, I've bumped into a few guys from Twitter. Uh, not sure of their real names, obviously, <laughs> because it's always, all right, I'm, one of them was Tezo. I met Tezo at the game yesterday. Bumped into Cooper Arab, uh, Shanklin's Napper. I met him. <laughs> but that's Barry, though, I can Barry. And uh, obviously not Siggy, and I'm not going to say his real name because mm. he's he's clearly working for MI5 or something. Yeah, so clearly. Don't, don't want to stuck him in. <laughs> So anything like that, if people um, tweet to us or share something and we find it quite amusing or childish, we are very much on board. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> definitely. We are very much on board with it. Uh, the Open Day is coming back around. It was cancelled due to the weather that we were supposed to get and then it was a glorious weekend, but you can't take those chances. So the Open Day is uh, Sunday, the 22nd of September. From 12 o'clock, there'll be live music, there'll be open training session, there'll be gift bags for a fiver that Paul's made up, mm-hmm. uh, chance to get picture and autograph with, I thought it would be players, but it just says Paul here, so, uh, but yeah, you're, I mean, assume the young lad will be going. Yeah, well, he's got his, uh, he's got his children's disability football from half 11 to half 12, but we'll certainly be nipping along. Mm-hmm. Are you working at it at all? Yes, I'm not sure what I'm doing though, but I, I'll be there for the. F- I think I'm there for the first couple of hours. There's a you're taking training, are you not? Um, it depends how the result goes. Yeah, Saturday, right, I'm not going to lie. True. I'm not going to lie. Very true. Uh, I have to start something on the stage about twelve o'clock, and then that'll be the full Monty. Right? That'll clear the stadium. Uh, no, I am in dance rehearsals at the minute for a different kind of project. I don't know where this podcast is going this week, Sweet but Lord. I am. I am. I am. That's. Uh, I'm doing a thing for charity in the 1st of November tickets are on sale now though Um, sold it (laughs) nearly Um, (laughs) so yeah I'm doing that and then I have to go into Tanadise to my normal spot Mm -hmm. for I think there's something happening after training that might be a bit of a competition that people can win but I can't say too much more because I don't know how I don't even know what you're talking about, so nobody can. Good. I don't know how public knowledge what's happening is. Uh, And if something then doesn't happen, surprise. Uh, So that's that's what's happening. Then I'll be away working in the afternoon. So Nice one. uh, In an ideal world, we'll try and get the podcast out on the Monday. Uh, We'll do it the Sunday night if we have to. We'll try and get around. And again, we are uh, at uh, at the open day. 
It's run with a community trust, and we're going to try and grab some of those guys, mm-hmm. just find out a bit more things that yeah. they're up for. And hopefully, the again, it's a great event, the Open Day for the Kids, but this time it's really different because they're... It's for everybody. Shutting down the street. Yeah, it's for everybody. You know, there's a, the Your Willie's going to be there. Uh, the players are going to be kicking about at uh, various points as well to meet them. I, I'm not sure it's the old setup. If I've given something away, I apologise. Mm-hmm. Um just to try and get a bit more interaction, you can go to the GA, try stuff out. Yeah, the Heggy was going to be open as well, was it not? Uh, yeah, because they were going Certainly to show for a couple the last games. One. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would imagine so. Um, and the gift bags, by the way, they're a fiver. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, or help, uh, there's tickets in there. Yes. There is... There's a poster. Poster. There's a word search for United players' names. Yes. Uh, there's cards player picture cards mm-hmm. what else is there and these are a fiver by the way a fiver yeah yeah and the ticket is for it's like an adult and a child but you, it's a voucher it's not the ticket as such you yeah. would have to go to the shop to Transfer swap it, it yeah, yeah. for a ticket uh, yeah that's for the Queen of the South game and another game Aloha Aloha in December or something but something like that five quid yeah it's definitely worth it Fill your bits. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Even if you're not a child, get, get a ticket. Get a bag. It's an adult and child. No brainer. Well. Yeah, so no, I, I think in, in that sense it's a, it's a really good thing, which is which is always good. Mm-hmm. So that's the open day. So we'll be kicking about there and looking forward to that. Should be good fun. Um on this day. What happened on this day? On this day. So we didn't sign anyone and it's no one's birthday. Okay. But we have five games to mention. And of these, I'm going to read out one of the starting 11s. So we'll start 1972, beat Dundee 2-1. Of course we did. Pat Gardner and Sandy White scored. Then in 1981, in front of royalty mm-hmm. in the UEFA Cup away to Monaco. So Prince Rainier was there. I think that's how he pronounced it. Uh, we won 5-2. Eamon Bannon, penalty, and there were doubles on the night from Billy Kirkwood and Davy Dodds. Yep. I remember watching that game on the Jim McLean years, the video. Is it on that? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. it's on that. Yeah. Definitely. I've seen that 5 2 in Monaco. Eh? Unbelievable. Mm. What a brilliant stadium. That stadium is. Yeah, is it was it the same stadium? I don't no know. Idea. I don't think it was the same stadium. But the yeah, the one that they've got now. I've been there a couple of times when I was uh, on holiday in the south of France. And it's, a, it's from the outside, it doesn't even look like a football stadium. It's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, it only holds about 12,000. And I think it's the pitch itself is about seven levels up on top of a car park oh. or something. Yeah, I mean, is that a dude fox fact? Uh, it's a fact because I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. There's also a swimming pool it's just in, in the stadium. It's just because people are going to start Googling this stuff. Google it. Google it all you want. Did I say seven flights up? Yep. Might only be six. Uh, the fact you're saying <laughs> it's, definitely, it's above a car park. It's definitely above a car and park. And there's a swimming pool. Yeah, 100%. Quote me on that, Ron. Yeah, I won't have to. I'll be uh, the, uh, the other people listening, I think, will do that. <laughs> uh, 1989, we drew two all with Celtic at Tanadice. Freddie van der Hoorn scored. That's Paul's mate. Before um, Hamish French drew us level with four minutes to go. The smiler. 
1995, we were away to Clyde Bank. We won 2-1 with Billy McKinley scoring a penalty in the seventh minute of injury time. So the 97th minute was our first away win of the season. And I remember the relegation season in 95. Our mm. record was horrendous away from home. Yeah. Really wasn't good at all. Mm. But our final game this week takes us back to 2007. And it's a 2-0 win for Craig Levine as we beat St. Mum. Craig Levine probably needs a bit of good news because they're not doing having a well. tough time, isn't it? Uh, the team that day at Tanadice was the Mad Monk in the goal. What a keeper! Eh? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. He was ridiculous. Brilliant because he only did. Did he only sign because Zalusko got, got injured? Yeah, yeah. So we signed Big Samuel Tulski, and he was mad. Oh, he was the greatest keeper. <laughs> In the world at that I, time, I thought he was very good. He was bro. He was ridiculous. Was he was so good. Because didn't he then end up with like a Hibs in that for a wee yeah, spell? Yeah. And I think I think that we looked into the possibility of keeping him on because we only signed him on like a six month yeah. deal or something. But he was mates with Zaluska and he was getting fit and he didn't want to Aye. take his mates place because he's mad. Clearly. <laughs> he is mad. He was a good player. Uh, so he was in the goal. Mm-hmm. The back four that day: Christian Calvinus. Darren Dodds, Lee Wilkie and Sean Dillon. What a pairing in the middle of the defence. Yeah. Big Dodsy. Big Dodsy. I was not a fan when uh, we signed him. Yeah. You said that before. Yeah, re- really wasn't. <laughs> but I, I would have him back in a heartbeat. Didn't as well though, didn't Big like, Wilkie came in mm. with like knee knee. Yeah. Pretty sure his knee was done at that yeah, point. We, we grew him a knee. And, we, and he still managed to play, up, play on for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, Which nah, he, was, he, was, he was good for us. Really good. Yeah, he was good for us. Really good. As was Dodds. He was unspectacular as all hell, but he was a defender first and foremost. And Christian Calvinus, uh, uh, Craig, Brown, uh, Craig Brown? No, Craig what you, Brewster. What do you think of when you think of Calvinus? What do you think of? First thing. He was a good player, good left back. He was a good player. I think of that bloody penalty that didn't get against Rangers. Yeah, that's not the first memory I have. Oh, that's is that yours? Yeah. Uh, still boils my piss to this day. <laughs> I'm not even sure who the ref was, but that was. Oh, that was. Look at, look at hey, We've went all these episodes, no no into refs. You've just dug three of them out in one episode. <sighs> Honestly, I'm going to have to check what the ref was. I bet it was that Chancellor McCurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. Um, uh, yeah, Christian Calvinist used to live next door to my boss. Mm-hmm. And when they left, they gave him a signed shirt. So, you know, thanks to family or whatever, yeah. and they've, they've still got it. And he says he was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, nice one. Which I think was then he rented the house off of Lee Wilkie in a bizarre way. Because Lee Wilkie is his next door neighbour now. But anyway, mm. that's the tedious link I've got for you. That's for right. players. That's a good link. And um, and Sean Dillon, of course, like we mentioned, the, the nicest guy in the football. The Irish Freddie Franz. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, midfield, Prince Bobbin. Mm-hmm. Good player. David Robertson. Good in the run. Willow Flood. We angry man. And one of the best players, in my opinion, for the spell that we had him, especially near the end, Barry Robson. He was a player. Excellent player. Yeah, he was a player. Really good. Uh, there's one game, there's not one game, there's so many games, it just come down to something that he was involved in. Mm-hmm. He was such a good player for us. He was just a winner. He hated losing mm. football matches. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of the time it would be his drive and determination that would just push the whole team up the park. Even when he, he went to Aberdeen, he was still performing at a really good level yeah. and in his 30s, you know? Yeah. It's just it's his determination. It was his attitude. He mm. had it. He yeah. had it. 
Really, really good player. And again, was there when the game, the cup finals that we should have won. Mm-hmm. The really shifty yeah. game against Celtic, we got beat 1-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always get beat from Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't have come as any surprise to anyone. Uh, up front that day was Noel Hunt. Again, I wasn't happy when we signed him. No? No. Oh, I was, I was, nah, he was a bit part player at Dunfermline. He was a good player. He was brilliant for us. Yeah. I'm not denying that. Uh, but at the time, I can remember thinking, what have I signed this boy for? Dunfermline subby. But he was brilliant. Uh, and also was uh, Jordan Robertson who was on loan uh, from Sheffield United. Yeah, he scored a couple of goals for us, didn't he? That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, he never really hit uh, the height. Hunt and Robertson got the goals that day, but on the bench was Ewan McLean, mm-hmm. the young goalie, who... Saved a penalty at Ibrox. Yeah, also got thrown to the wheels that Falkirk game that we'll not speak yeah, about. Yeah. Um, Stuart Duff. Oof. Nothing to say. Gary Kenneth. Shed boy. Silver kisser. Stephen Robb. Shed boy. <laughs> Fashionista. Fashionista, yes. Yeah. Fashionista. Uh, Greg Cameron. Shed boy. Mark Kerr. Just go past that and run. How was he yesterday? <laughs> he was. He absolutely strolled it. So he was, he was championship manager, Mark Kerr, because he was so Christ. good on championship manager. What is, is he now? Because he's he is a man, and I'm certainly no good looking laddie here, but he should have shaved that head of his. It's worse than Paul McGowan's. He should have done something about that head of hair a good few years ago. He is he has fought and lost that battle. Mark Kerr is the same age as me. Forty three. <laughs> 37 37 188 games for United 5 goals Yeah well he, he was pretty good yesterday As was another 30 plus that boy Moffat Moffat yeah Jesus yeah, He's a good player isn't he He's, he's a very good player Against <laughs> us he is anyway Then kind of he does it every other week And there was one more guy on the bench he, he, he's, he's not actually done much uh, ever He wasn't a great for United either And he only got the 5 goals yesterday David Goodwillie on the bench, on the bench that day as well. Must have been fair young back then. Five man. goals yesterday. Good he got. Yeah. Three penalties. Yeah, three penalties. Three penalties. So I think just for the penalties alone. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. <laughs> Five goals. That's that's class, though, isn't it? He's still doing it at that level. Are they the league below us? Uh, yes, it yeah. will be at least. Every now and again, you still see United fans calling for ah, sign Goodwillie, sign Goodwillie. It's never we, happening. Boys. We haven't really spoke much about him. But as a player for us, where do you put him? How do you see him? Good Willie. Yeah. He was a selfish wee so-and-so when he got the ball in the box. But he, he went through a spell for us probably for a, two years or so. Where he was absolutely brilliant. I can remember he was kind of lightweight at one point and then he went away and he come back the next season. And he must have been on the Louis Perry diet or something and he'd just come back. He'd been eating weights through the summer holidays or something and he was just a unit. Uh and obviously we got we got a fair bit of dosh for him as well in the in the end. Yeah, I mean, 158 games, 46 goals. You know, but he was a young lad when he was at us. But was he not the youngest player to score for us at one point against Hibs? Pass. Sure, he was. Somebody, somebody will correct me on that. Yeah, of I'm course, sure. of course they will. Yeah. But the two the two main seasons from 2009 to 2011, he was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely brilliant for yeah, us. He you was. know, played. 90 times in that period 30 goals decent return for anyone really Um, him and Daly up front was just (laughs) little and large but it worked 
his standout moment, Hamden. Yeah, and then getting booked for <laughs> a wee message to his, his nana. Yeah. Honest to God. I'll tell you another. <laughs> Fucking referees. <laughs> <laughs> That's four for him. Keep count. <laughs> I'll tell you one game of goodies, which was up there. Mm-hmm was the goal he scored at Ibrox when he'd done McGregor running through. That was class. Absolutely superb that day. He was so, so good. The video of that goal on YouTube from the Rangers end when somebody screams, offside! And I think he gets the ball about five yards in United's half. He couldn't have been offside. You stupid idiot. But it was class, yeah. He, gave, he must have given him the eyes or something and he yeah. faints to go that way and just rolls it in. Remind me of that Dode Fox fact you just gave about David Goodwill about goal scoring. I thought he was the youngest to score for United against Hibs at Easter Road. No? I'll give you the exact fact. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) He became the youngest player to score an SPL goal. Right. When he scored against Hibs in March 2006. And has has anyone beat that record since? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, stuck in my mind. There you go. That is the actual fact. Yeah, nice one. So, um, Scottish Cup winner medal, of course, and then he went to Blackburn for two million or whatever. See, when he come back on loan, mm. what was your thoughts at the time? Uh, at the time, I was happy with that. I was delighted with it, and I think that we maybe even shifted a few more season tickets, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh, but that was, was that McNamara? Yeah, so it, it was never going to work, was it? It was never going to work, unfortunately, because he was hopeless. But also, I think it was because of how we were playing. Because I don't think he had to play with someone like when he had daily and yeah. stuff. It was tough. Yeah. The Paddock Thistle game with the heart track is, it will always be a, a great moment. But yeah. he really struggled. You know, I think he started 11, came on 11, scored like six goals, including mm-hmm. the three in there. We, um, we got the best of the guy. We absolutely got the best of the guy. Of, without going into why, his, career's, his career absolutely derailed at one point. Yeah. Uh, there's no getting away from that. We got the best of him. He made us a lot of money. Uh, and when he come back, it never worked out. I didn't have any ill will towards the guy at all. When he come back, <clears throat> the final thing I'm going to touch on here, and he was on that loan to, I think it was the January when it finished. Mm. So his final game, he played against Hibs and he obviously scored because it was against Hibs. It seems to be what he done. Mm-hmm. I'll just read you our lineup that day. Chesney Atten goal. Mm-hmm. Mark Wilson. Andrew Robertson, John Souter, Gavin Gunning, Gary Mackay-Steven, Stuart Armstrong, Paul Payton, John Rankin, Ryan Gold, Nadir Chiefchi, on the bench, Mark McCallum, Sean Dillon, Callum Butcher, Chris Erskine, Brian Graham, Ryan Dow, and David Goodwillie. Changed days, eh? (laughs) And that was the January the 5th. 2014 Changed days Yeah Yeah no we, As I say We definitely got the best of Goody The first time around uh, He's never He never really hit the heights again No matter where he went No And okay he scored five yesterday But he's doing it at a level where mm. He should be scoring <laughs> Quite quite a few goals at that level Somebody should take a punt on him though he's a phenomenal Maybe striker. Maybe But I think the, the baggage that comes with it yeah. I think people They don't want to upset their own fan base Or, or, or whatever the mm. reason is I just kind of see it Yeah uh, and Clyde have done well by him as well. I mean, who knows what they're paying him, but he's probably got a wee bit of a sense of loyalty towards them because they've, they've bailed him out a wee bit. A little bit. 
so that is on this day. Uh, nothing much to other report. There was no signings or anything like that. Bring us to our predictions mm. as we head towards the Lichties coming to Tanadice again yeah. on Saturday. Full squad, full mm. team, full strength, no cup, no none of this garbage. No, no. Got, got to go for the win, clearly. Uh, and I, th- um, I think we will win. And I think we'll win by one goal, whether that be 1-0 or 2-1, I'm not quite sure. But I think that we'll, we'll do it by one goal. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think we, you know, especially at home, you mm. know, I do, if we lose a couple of games on the road, okay, fine. That's what happens, you know. Especially down at air. I mean, they're, <laughs> people will say it's only air, but I mean, they are on the same points as us after mm. however many games mm. we really done a hair good record down there anyway most a lot of teams have got bogey teams you've got a bogey ground clearly Somerset Park yeah uh, so yeah that that one it's it's no it's not something you, you're happy to accept but it's understandable we've lost the air but I would say if we didn't win next week then that's that's close to being unacceptable like mm. a home game against a part time team regardless if it's our both or not it's a part time team we should be looking to Comfortably win this game, but I, I think we'll maybe do it by one goal. Yeah, Arbroath on Saturday. Then we've got Morton at home. So it's two game, and then we are back on the TV mm. at Aloha. TV games are like guaranteed three points these days. They are now eh? turning around, uh, turning it around. So uh, it would be good to end strongly for September. I just no need knee jerk reactions. Let's move on. You mm. know, it's a bad day at the office, but mm. we've created you know twenty chances or. If the first half was poor, it was poor. You know, if, yeah. if things have no went right, you know, if we look back at, in May and go, and day three or four games are lost, <sighs> Jesus. But yeah, what about that last minute winner we got here and there? Or, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. You got to look at things the bigger picture. Uh, everybody guaranteed will have been stung a little bit coming out of that stadium yesterday, or even if they were sat in, in their own house listening to Arab Zone or wherever they were listening, they would they'd feel a bit sick because it's. You never like losing, but it's only the one game so far. That's we've won eighty percent of the games that we've played in the league so far. So, yeah, hopefully we'll add to that next week, and we'll be on fifteen points next time. I see your ugly mug, and that's it. If you uh, have any views on anything that we've said, do send us a message on any of our social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you like. We are at Dude Fox Podcast on all of them uh, if you want to get involved or uh, and if you want to see the photo of that weird baguette burger hot doggy double cheeseburgery thing that mm-hmm. Noel had we have retweeted it now and, and, and check it out um, thank you very much for listening continuing our support we appreciate it every single week and again doesn't matter what win, lose or draw this will go out it's a lot easier when we win it's a lot more fun when we win mm-hmm. but again if you agree or disagree or whatever, let us know. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Get us over on Twitter. It's where most of the conversation happens, at Fox Podcast. And we'll be back after our day watching us play against the Red Lichties and at the Open Day for our next episode. And uh, from us, we'll be back with episode 13, Ooh. is what I'm saying. You scared of that 13. number? 13. You scared? Yes, a little bit, to okay. be fair. I'm one of those stupidly, um, not not suspect, uh, superstitious Oh, yeah, I think you're things. suspect some of the time. I've seen you in that, Heggy. I hate the... Well, I was, my, my birthday is 
thirteenth of of a month, so I'm cool with the number thirteen. Bring it on. Nah, not not for me. It's going to be a positive episode. Dude Fox Podcast.